Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. We have a new study that's part of Beijing's CR450 project, which is aiming to develop a new generation of high-speed trains. Now, currently, right now, from Beijing to Shanghai, on a bullet train, takes about 4 hours and 20 minutes. Huh. So, man, we want to get that, uh, we want to shorten that time frame up. So, we've decided that we're going to make our fast speed trains go even faster. And by doing that, we can cut the destination time between Beijing and Shanghai to, uh, you know, about three hours. Oh, well, how are you going to do that? Make them go faster? Well, yeah, we're going to make them go faster, of course, by adding small wings or airfoils to each carriage that would generate enough lift to reduce the weight of the train by nearly a third and increase the top speed to 280 miles per hour. Huh. So they're going to add wings to the train carriages. I'm pretty sure, and I am not a scientist, and I am not part of the Beijing CR450 project, but I'm pretty sure that we already do that with something called airplanes. Now, you can hop on an airplane right now and fly from Beijing to Shanghai or Shanghai to Beijing and a little over two hours. But if we put wings on the side of train cars, we can make it go fast so you can get there in, you know, maybe, maybe three hours. So, man, now how much do you want speed trains huh i know i know more and more every day welcome and i love trains i do but come on now this has to stop welcome welcome to chewing the fat when i'm not recording here at my home I record, you know, at Mercury Studios. But the days that I'm here at home, one of my favorite things to have happen, and it doesn't happen every day, although it should, and I should put my foot down to make sure that it happens every day. I get done recording, and I go downstairs, and I, I'm, as I'm walking down the stairs, I hear, oh, and then I start smelling the bacon. And I realize, oh, yeah, bacon from moinkbox.com. Yeah. And I am, that's exciting times in my house. I know, I know, I got it, I got it, I got it. I, not much, doesn't take much to please me. Just bacon cooking in the frying pan from moinkbox.com. Man, it's so good, so good. Moink delivers grass-fed and grass-finished beef and lamb, pastured pork and chicken and wild-caught Alaskan salmon direct to your door. They're helping family farms become financially independent outside of big agriculture. Their animals are raised outdoors. Their fish swim wild in the ocean. And moink meat is free of antibiotics, hormones, sugar, and all that other junk you find in the prepackaged meat 
that is in the meat aisle of the grocery store. Sign up at moinkbox.com slash Jeffy right now, and you're going to get a year of ground beef for free. Then pick what meats you want delivered with your first box, and you can change what you get each month, and you can cancel at any time. If you want to walk downstairs <laughs> after you're done doing whatever it is you're doing, and you start coming down the stairs, and you start smelling and hearing... Oh, yeah. It makes coming downstairs so much better. I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh, man. I am in love with Moink Bacon. Just, you know, just me. They guarantee that you'll say, oink, oink, I'm just so happy I got moinked. I didn't believe that. But coming downstairs and hearing and smelling that bacon cooking in my kitchen, uh, yes, <laughs> That's a guarantee. Oink, oink. I'm just so happy I got moinked. Moink was founded by an eighth generation farmer who was featured on Shark Tank. Yeah, which, and you may have even seen it. Host Kevin O'Leary said that it's the best bacon he's ever tasted. Um, agreed. And uh, Jamie Simoff, creator of uh, Ring Video Doorbell, invested in Moink. I mean, restaurant quality steaks, you're not going to buy that at the store. The best bacon, the best steak, the best chicken, the best salmon you'll ever eat won't come from the grocery store. You're only going to find it on the family farm and caught by independent Alaskan fishermen. That's exactly why you need moinkbox.com. Join the Moink movement today. Go to moinkbox.com slash Jeffy right now. Listeners, I already mentioned this. You get a free ground beef for a year one year of the best ground beef you'll ever taste for a limited time. M-O-I-N-K, box.com slash Jeffy. Moinkbox.com slash Jeffy. So remember Vishal Garg, the uh, CEO of Better.com, who told the 900 employees, and we played the Zoom call, that uh, they no longer had jobs over the Zoom call firing? Yeah, he's out now. Uh, okay have a nice day the uh move to fire that was uh ooh, not a good plan for him he apologized for the way he handled the layoffs and uh, he failed to show the appropriate amount of respect and appreciation for the individuals who were affected did you did you well we just found out that an email to employees from the board of directors uh yeah he's taking some time off Immediately. Oh, the company's CFO, Kevin Ryan, will manage the day-to-day -day operations and report to the board. In its email, the board said the company was taking steps to build a long-term, sustainable, and positive culture at Better. We'll come back and uh, we'll get to that in just a second because it's mentioning that this is not the first time that Garg has shown a lack of people management skills. Now, remember, we talked about uh, the other time that he uh, fired employees, but uh, apparently we've got uh, records now that show that he said uh, in some emails to people, you're too damn slow, you're a bunch of damn dolphins, and dumb dolphins get caught in nets and eaten by sharks. So stop it. Stop it. Stop it right now. You are embarrassing me. <laughs> okay. And apparently in this story, he had threatened to set a former business partner on fire. 
and engaged in hostile exchanges with investors calling one sewage and demanding he divest from the company. So, I mean, I'm saying maybe even just him being gone is a step up for better.com, but I'm sure that they had to get rid of the employees no matter what. I just don't know. You know, you're not supposed to do it over zoom. You're supposed to do, handle it a lot better. So Garga's out. Have a nice day. And apparently he was uh, just like a bunch of dumb dolphins. He was too slow. So he was made to stop it. And now he's been eaten by the sharks. We'll see. We'll see how long that lasts. And what happens to the old... What's his name again? Oh, yeah. Vishal Garg. And in another story, I guess the chapter is finally closed, or that's what former gymnast Rachel Denhollander tweeted. After more than 500 women and girls who were sexually abused by Larry Nasser, the former doctor of the women's national gymnastics teams and others in the sport, are going to receive $380 million in a settlement with USA Gymnastics and the U.S. Olympic and Paralympic Committee. Among the largest sex abuse settlements in history marks the end of a five-year-long battle that revealed how Olympics organizations failed to shield these young athletes from sexual predators. Now, insurers of USA Gymnastics and the uh, USA Gymnastics and USA Olympic and Paralympic Committee is going to pay $34 million directly and will loan the USA Gymnastics $6 million for its contribution. Wow. And get this, the survivors of Nasser's crimes had already been awarded $500 million in a previous settlement with Michigan State University, which had employed Nasser. I mean, the guy was just a complete dirtbag. And their testimony, uh, Simone Biles and uh, Michaela Maroney, and uh, there were a couple others as well. Their testimony in front of Congress was damning. I mean, I believed every one of them man i was it's they deserve every penny they get and uh, you know i guess we'll see uh they you know they're blaming the entire system and it perpetuated the abuse well yeah and so you know i mean the fbi was involved it was just an incredible story and these girls deserve every penny they get and speaking of Simone Biles, I mean, she just won Time Magazine's Athlete of the Year. Now, I just want to go on record as saying that Simone Biles, great athlete, no question. However, was she the greatest athlete of the year? Um, she quit in the middle of the Olympics. So, I don't know that that makes her the athlete of the year but it does for a time magazine so there you have it congratulations simone i mean sports illustrated gave it to tom brady that would make sense wouldn't it time magazine uh you know he hasn't quit and he's still competing and winning uh, super bowls for the nfl uh that would make sense but what do i know uh i you know i i grew up in a generation that believed athletes didn't quit <laughs> I mean, that's just stupid. I know. I know. I apologize. And as long as we're on it, I mean, Elon Musk, Time Magazine Person of the Year, definitely, uh, you know, Elon deserves that, no question. Uh, you know, he's was the guy. He's the guy, right? Uh, the man. 
Uh, he's going to take us to Mars and send animals to Mars. And we're doing SpaceX. Uh, he's just a wonderful guy. And he's got Tesla. And he's just, you know, the guy. I know that he's now, he's sold all his houses. We've been through that. He's done with the, the wives. He's got a thousand kids across the country that he's got to provide for, which he's doing. And he's providing for them. And he's living in some trailer down in texas down in space city so um you know and i know that he's (laughs) i guess we're not supposed to talk about elon being on the spectrum is it on the spectrum or in the spectrum but uh he does have uh asperger's syndrome so We'll just leave it there. Let's go to the break room. I need I need something cold to drink desperately. Oh, I'll get myself in trouble. So Peloton uh, fighting back. You know, we talked the other day about uh, the Sex in the City episode where they, uh, you know, stock prices tumble. It's been a tough year for them. And we had, you know, I know if you haven't watched the Sex in the City episode, there's going to be a spoiler alert. But uh, we know, you know what? I'll just tell you, somebody dies. But they fought back. All right. And uh, it's kind of a, it's a good, it's a good response from Peloton. I know that they are, oh, we didn't, uh, we didn't really know about what they were going to use the bike for. Uh, we knew that Allegra, the, the fictional instructor was played by a real life Peloton cycling instructor, Jess King, but we didn't know that, uh, big was going to collapse and then die. Oh, I mean, uh, that someone was going to die. Oh, sorry. And uh, the product was brand placement. So we didn't, you know, we didn't know. We didn't have a formal product placement agreement with either the show or HBO. No, but you said you knew what they, that they were going to use it. And it was a casting opportunity for one of the instructors. And so, you know, you got it. The show procured the equipment on their own, not through Peloton, but you knew it was going to be there. So I know they're trying to cover up a little bit, but they, you know, they fought back with an ad that they posted on Twitter yesterday (laughs) with big Chris Noth and Allegra King, the actual Peloton, uh, bicyclist that, uh, you know, is their instructor, their Peloton cycling instructor. And, uh, it's pretty funny, actually. Uh, I'll play it for you here. And if you can't watch it, well, you know, for those of you listening live, it's the 14th of December, 2021. I will go ahead and retweet this and you'll be able to watch it on my Twitter account at Jeffy JFR. Okay. Oh, there's a fireplace and big and Jess are... To new beginnings. To new, to new beginnings. beginnings. Yeah. You look great. Well, I feel great. I feel great. Should we take another ride? Oh, Life's yeah. too short not to. Oh, yeah. On the couch. <laughs> and just like that, the world was reminded that regular cycling stimulates and improves your heart, lungs, and circulation, reducing your risk of cardiovascular diseases. Cycling strengthens your heart muscles, lowers resting pulse, and reduces blood fat levels. He's alive. <laughs> that's really funny from Peloton. I mean, that's a, that's a good fight back. It's just like that. He's alive. Uh, just, you know, funny. 
So I see where J.K. Rowling is uh, under fire again for (laughs) tweeting something that she thought was absurd. That was a story in the London Times this past weekend. The Scottish police said that they were going to allow rape suspects to self-identify as female. Now, it's just absurd is really what it is. But uh, she tweeted with that story, War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. The penis individual who raped you is a woman. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah. Now, the police have been uh, criticized for saying they're going to record. And I know. I can't believe that they're being criticized for this. For saying that they're going to record rapes by offenders with male genitalia as being committed by a woman if the attacker identifies as female So they're just going to log the rapes as carried out by a woman if the accused person insists, even if they have not legally changed gender. Isn't that good? I mean, that's just, I mean, that's good of the police to do that. And it's hatred of of trans people that J.K. Rowling has is just unbelievable. How can this woman still be walking around? I mean, holy cow. So we're mad at JK for saying the penis individual who raped you is a woman. But war is peace, freedom is slavery, ignorance is strength. Yeah, I mean, JK is kind of right on. And the Scottish Police Department is just ridiculous that they would do that. Um, You know, I mean, they, they, they have the person in front of them, born a male just because they identify as a female and does not have the full gender recognition certificate, uh, guess what? Then they're still a man. Uh, You know, that's just the way it goes. (laughs) You can say it all you want. You can say that you're a pig, that you're a cow, that you're a blade of grass. You can say that you're anything you want to be, but it doesn't make it so. And you know, if you're at work, I'm okay. You know what? (laughs) If somebody says, hey, (laughs) I want to be known as a blade of grass. Okay. You know what? You're a blade of grass. You got it. I'm okay. I'll call you a blade of grass. You're fine. But we all know, right? I mean, we all know, even you somewhere deep down inside of you, no, you're not a blade of grass. But if you want me to think that you're, if you want me to call you a blade of grass, I'm all right with it. Fine. You're a blade of grass. Hey, <laughs> blade of grass. Come here a second, would you? <laughs> hey, I want you to meet. This is blade of grass, uh, formerly a male human being, but right now, uh, they're known as a blade of grass i you know what fine but if you commit a crime no you're not a blade of grass i'm sorry you committed the crime maybe let's see you committed the crime while believing or thinking that you were a blade of grass but you're not a blade of grass so if you committed a rape you know under the auspices that you're a female but you're still a penis individual 
eh, you're still a man. Okay. You are a penis blade of grass. <laughs> All right. Just stop. It's just ridiculous is what it is. Speaking of authors, I see where Anne Rice passed away. The author of the Vampire Chronicles. I know she was 80 years old. Very sad. Plus she had the, I think it's 12 or 13 books of the Vampire Chronicles. And she also was the author of uh, the Witching Hour, Servant of the Bones. Uh, just uh, She authored many books and she was 80 years old and she passed away. Very sad. She is from New Orleans and I guess she's going to be privately interred in the family's mausoleum in New Orleans. And so they're going to have a big celebration of her life next year in New Orleans uh, sometime next year. So I guess, oh wait, what am I doing? I'm talking to the rest in peace for Anne Rice, but really, I mean, it's who died today? <laughs> Anne Rice died, the author of Vampire Chronicles. She died due to complications resulting from a stroke. Very sad. And according to her son, she died almost, almost 19 years to the day that their father passed away. So, I mean, he said the immensity of our family's grief cannot be overstated. That, I actually believe. Rest in peace, Anne Rice. All right, we have a lot to get to under the heading of crime today. A Michigan woman faces prison time after trying to hire an assassin. I know, she tried to hire an assassin to kill her ex-husband. And she came across a website, Rent a Hitman, that promised to handle your delicate situation privately and in a timely manner. And when you come across a website like that and you want your husband or ex-husband or ex-wife or wife dead, you, of course, click on it. <laughs> in fact, I'm going to click on it right now, the link. Rent a Hitman is your point and click solution. Click below for your free consultation. Your privacy is important to us. Nice. Got issues? Click here. <laughs> yeah, because uh, it's a fake website, okay? Um, the site boasts having almost 18,000 field operatives who can do a job anywhere in the United States. It features testimonials from satisfied clients, including a man who wrote the rent and handled my disgruntled employee issue promptly while I was out of town on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Now, if you believe that, you're like this lady in Michigan and you're going to get busted. Okay. So um, she apparently, uh, you know, realized now that it's a fake website and she's now headed to prison. So I guess the site's owner, he set this up to bust people who want to have other people killed. I don't know that I like this guy or not. Um, do I want people, you know, hiring hitmen? No, but to be caught up in a web like this, see what I did there? Uh, it's a little, a little strange. So he started an internet security business, and by accident, uh, he started to bait people who want their enemies killed. 
Okay. Now, he lives in California, and he says he's left red flags all over his site, hinting that it's a trap. So he suggests that, uh, you know, illegal services, phony testimonials. Okay. So apparently what he does is he says, uh, you know, he lets you do your thing and try to hire him. Okay. And then he emails you again and gives you a chance to get out of it. A cooling off period. He comes back to his senses. He said, so I email them after a day and I ask them two questions. Do you still require our services? Do you want to be connected with a field operative? If you respond yes to both of those, it doesn't say if, uh, if you only answer one, do you require my services? Yes. Do you want to be connected with a field operative? No, not right now. Okay, so you got to do both. So you say yes to both. Then he gets a hold of law enforcement in the area that you contacted him from, and they take over the communications. So once the law enforcement people get involved, then it's up to them to say, hey, uh, I'm here. Uh, who do you want killed? When do you want them killed? <laughs> so this Michigan woman confirmed that uh, after 24 hours that she still wanted to hire a killer. She turned, and then uh, the the guy turns the information over to the Michigan State Police, and they sent a trooper posing as a plainclothes hitman to meet her in the parking lot of uh, some uh, someplace in South Detroit. And she was uh, she offered to pay the trooper five thousand to kill her ex husband, and provided his home address, place of work, and his schedule. <laughs> She gave the trooper a couple hundred bucks down payment for travel expenses because her ex-husband lived in another state. And so she pleaded guilty to the charges of solicitation for murder and use of a computer to commit a crime. Okay. She faces up to nine years in prison at her sentencing scheduled in January. (sighs) Okay. Uh, You don't know. Uh, All right. You got me. If you're dumb enough to hire a hitman over the internet from a website, rent a hitman, you probably deserve to go to jail. I see where someone has uh, found over a million dollars of cocaine floating in the water off the Florida seawater. Oh, it was a huge consignment of cocaine. Nice. So apparently, according to this article, a good Samaritan uh, informed them that packets containing the drug were floating on the water. There were nearly 70 pounds of cocaine floating on the seawater. Was there? Okay. All right. Because they claim that uh, the good Samaritan discovered the million dollars of cocaine floating off the Florida Keys. The package contained Oh, is it 69 or 70? Nearly 69 pounds of cocaine. Border Patrol agents with the support of the Southeast Coast Guard recovered the drugs. Oh, over the weekend, we discovered this this cocaine floating in the seawater off the Keys thanks to a good Samaritan. That's so nice. I mean, that's what you have to do, man. You have got to turn it in because now the cartels believe that, uh, you know, it's turned in. Except the cartels know that there was actually, you know, probably 75 pounds. (laughs) <laughs> so somebody the good samaritan has a you know a few extra pounds in the back of his boat i don't know that i'm just guessing i'm just guessing that if it were me 
looking at, uh, you know, 69 pounds of cocaine floating in the water. We've been over this before. Uh, you, ne- you always turn it in, always. But you don't necessarily have to turn it all in, right? I mean, you're off the keys and you've got this stuff floating in the water. Some of it's got to go to you. That's a finder's fee, right? Right. Thank you. A New Jersey man has admitted, still in the under the episode of crime, a New Jersey man has admitted to stealing 114 chainsaws. Where did he steal them from? Amtrak. He's admitted to defrauding Amtrak $76,000 by stealing and reselling 114 chainsaws, 122 chainsaw replacement bars, and 222 replacement chains from Amtrak. So apparently this guy, uh, oh, and they got him on one count of mail fraud. Okay. So these little added charges drive me insane. But uh, apparently, you know, he worked for Amtrak and he would just, uh, you know, he intentionally devised and intended to devise a scheme to defraud Amtrak. Okay. Yeah. He was stealing. He realized that if he, as a worker, he could order chainsaws and parts because he needed them for work. But really, he didn't, and then he just sold them online or sold them at the, you know, the yard sales. <laughs> That's where they get the mail fraud. Okay, he mailed the chainsaw and chainsaw parts through the U.S. Postal Service. Okay, we got it. So you get twenty years in prison and a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar fine total. If uh, you know, once it's all said and done, wow, that's a big deal for a few chainsaws from. Amtrak man and I see where in uh, Chicago the thieves smashed and grabbed a million dollars in merchandise from an auto gallery incredible right so apparently Saturday afternoon at these Gold Coast Auto Gallery in an upscale near Northside neighborhood of Chicago two men allegedly stole millions of dollars in luxury watches one man stood by the door with a gun while the other smashed the display cases with the hammer. Now, what is really weird about this is that the dealership has armed security, but they didn't engage because the perpetrator didn't raise his gun. Are you kidding me? What kind of security do you have that doesn't stop the robbery? If, and they say that the, the one of the robbers was armed, but because he didn't raise his gun, they didn't stop him? That seems weird to me. Just really weird. Now, apparently there were customers, including children in the gallery at the time. It took about 20 to 30 seconds to get it done. <sighs> okay. I guess now the dealership is only taking appointments only for people coming into the dealership. All right, I guess. It just doesn't make any sense to me why you would have armed security at your place of business and then not let them engage when you're being robbed by an armed robbery, an armed robber, just because they didn't raise the weapon? I mean, if you are doing a robbery with a weapon, the belief is you're, you have intent to use it, right? So if I'm an armed security guard, I want to stop you. Just really weird, unless they were involved. I guess the investigation will find out about that, won't we? And speaking of smash and grab crimes, I see where retail execs have urged 
Congress to help amid the smash and grab crime surge. Yeah, that's what we need. We need the government to fix the smash and grabs. What we need is a security guard that would stop the crime when the crime is taking place. I don't understand. So these CEOs of Best Buy, Target, CVS, Dollar General were among the 20 executives to sign on to the letter, which was sent Thursday to House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy and to Senate Leader Chuck Schumer and Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. The letter has urged lawmakers to pass the integrity, notification, and fairness in online retail marketplaces, in form for short. For the for consumers that ah, that's what it is. They don't want you to be able to sell your stuff online. Interesting. Well, no, we just want to track where uh, the thieves are selling the goods and services, and unless you're an authorized retailer online, we don't want you selling stuff. Aha. That's what it's about. It has nothing to do with the smash and grab crimes. Oh my gosh. In the current environment, criminal networks and unscrupulous businesses have exploited a system that protects their anonymity to sell unsafe, stolen, or counterfeit products with little legal recourse. Now, we just did a story about the, the security company that's following these people who are stealing from them and where they're selling it. So there, are, there is some investigative processes that is taking place to find the criminals and where they're selling it, either online or in the back of a garage. That's what needs to happen because I'm pretty sure uh, theft is still illegal. <laughs> it's just a, uh, just a thought on my part. Maybe I'm wrong. I could be that theft is legal now, but I'm pretty sure it's still illegal. What these companies don't want, they don't want you to be able to sell stuff online without, you know, being recognized through them. Oh, okay. All right. Good. That makes me feel better. Yeah. Anytime the government gets involved, it's always better, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. So I see where uh, meta platforms, you know, Facebook, I'm sorry, the article says the owner of social media network, Facebook. Yeah. Okay. Meta platforms. We got it. Is buying a, there well, they're attempting to get a deal, $60 million deal to acquire the trademark assets of us regional bank meta financial group. <laughs> <laughs> the deal underscores how valuable the meta name has become for the technology giant. Yeah, you'd think they would have done that, uh, you know, prior to the deal, right? But and then it wouldn't have been quiet. We couldn't have done that. Uh, we haven't really talked about uh, the new Trump social media business that's happened, Truth Social. I know that's not supposed to start uh, until sometime next year. But uh, it's out and about, and he's got uh, some money invested already. Uh, at least a billion bucks, I'm told, or at least that's what I hear. So look for that uh, here in the near future. Trump Truth social media account. Yay! And congratulations to Apple. Wow. I mean, Apple is closing in on $3 trillion company. Wow. That is incredible. 
incredible. Three trillion. I mean, holy cow. There's a, it from March. Let's see. Two trillion to nearly three trillion took 16 months. So there'll be, there'll be three trillion really soon. Alphabet and Amazon, uh, they are still in the, I guess one or, I guess they're in the two trillions. Whatever. I mean, holy cow. I mean, Microsoft is still it. Microsoft is two billion, right? So that means that the rest of them are still in the one trillion. Let's see. Um, if Apple hits three trillion, then Microsoft will be the only two trillion. Okay, uh, Google, Amazon, Tesla are trillion dollar companies. <laughs> what losers! <laughs> uh, that's uh, pretty good. They have three trillion dollar company amazing and i see where twitter has now you know they i don't know what's going on with twitter i mean jack left and now we're we're banning popular accounts that were covering the maxwell trial and pelosi stock trades and we know that they're giving special treatment to celebrity accounts so what i mean they all do that there's no question about that they talk about how they, uh, you know, with the new photo stuff that they're, you know, uh, stepping back a little bit about that because they already said, you know, um, that new policy was to protect users from harassment as being abused by uh, malicious actors. Uh, you think? You think that could happen? Gee, Twitter, no one ever saw that coming, ever. Another thing about Twitter, uh, and by the way, uh, my Twitter account is at JeffyJFR. I see where uh, they have this thing called super follow. Um, I want to have super follow chances. So they chose who's going to be, who's going to have access to super follows. Now they say that they're still in the early stages of super follows. And right now, only people in their test group has super follows subscriptions and i know a couple people that i follow at least one for sure has super follow access which you pay to get access to bonus tweets bonus audio bonus video stuff like that it's kind of it's kind of a cute little thing uh, and i'm not sure how much they charge now the person you super follow sets the monthly cost of their subscription to $2.99, $4.99, or $9.99. Wow. And I wonder how much how much emphasis they spend on what you can say and can't say. Wow. When you super follow someone, you can earn up to 97% of what you pay after in-app purchase fees up to 50000 in lifetime earnings based on Twitter's super follows creator terms. After 50000 in lifetime earnings, you can earn up to 80% of the revenue after in-app purchase fees. Hmm, that's interesting. That's a, I'll be interested to see how much money, if any, they make from that. Either the, either the test subjects in Super Follows or Twitter. That's, that's interesting. But I want to be part of the test group. Twitter, at JeffyJFR. You could have chosen me. All right, Quit my whining. You can follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Huh. Jeff Fisher Radio. You can follow me there too. Or my, you know, YouTube page. Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. And if you're listening to this podcast, thank you. 
appreciated. Now, that means that you're either a subscriber or you're a freeloader. And if you're a freeloader, uh, you need to not be a freeloader, okay? Nobody likes a freeloader. Everybody likes to get free stuff. That's this, that's this, that is this podcast. Nobody likes a freeloader. So subscribe, okay? Yeah, that's just the way it is. Nobody likes a freeloader. So subscribe either on the platform that you're freeloading on or find another one, but you need to become a subscriber. Thank you. I see where Merck's uh, COVID-19 antiviral pill, you know, Merck Mecton, uh, has downgraded, showing to reduce hospitalization by 30% in a larger study compared to 50% in a preliminary analysis. But it's still, you know, still working. Uh, so Merck Mecton is uh, still there. And uh, Pfizer has said that the COVID-19 pill, Pfizer Mecton, near 90% effective in the final analysis. Huh. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? And I see, speaking of Pfizer, where they're going to acquire Arena Pharmaceuticals. They've made so much money <laughs> over this vaccine, man. They're now going to start eating up everyone. Arena Pharmaceuticals, maker of the bowel disease drug, which is currently in the late stage clinical trials, they're only paying $6.7 billion for arena pharmaceuticals so this bowel disease drug ban is going to make them a whole bunch more money congratulations to them congratulations it means a means a lot right yes of course it does duh and they are doing everything they can and i know i try to you know stay away from the politics on this podcast but just know that they are doing everything they can to make Kamala Harris, the vice president of the United States of America, this good, nice, soft person. You know, we've got how bad she wasn't liked, so they had her, you know, do boy tweet out how much he loved her job and how much he loved working for Kamala. And now we've got this article that talks about how she redecorated the office and the meaning behind her choices. And sure, there's stuff that she could be working on, (laughs) you know, uh, you know, like the border (laughs) and a few other things that Joe certainly isn't handling. Joe being the president of the United States of America. But instead, she has remodeled that office. I can't wait for when they're done remodeling the vice president's home. Because when they're done with that at the observatory, because that's why she wasn't, I don't even know if they've moved back in there yet, but maybe they have. They were trying to sell her apartment that she was living in because they were they were living in an apartment because they were remodeling the house, the Naval Academy house, so the Naval Observatory house. So, I mean, I can't wait for those stories and just to make it so how hard difficult it's been for her to settle in as the first female person of color vice president in the United States history and having to redecorate her office and having to remodel and redecorate her home. It's just been a struggle and you can well imagine how difficult it's been for Kamala, but being the family person that she is, well, sure, she doesn't have any kids, but uh, being the family person that she is, I know they're kids of the hubbies and she's in love. And, and oh, by the way, I, I don't know if you know this, hubby is Jewish. So, I mean, the holiday season is kind of torn there and it's difficult for them to, you know, make everything work, but they sure do 
And it's just done out of love. And she's just a beautiful person. Ugh. Barely stand it. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.